New Year, new intro. The Angels signed 17 international prospects. Perry puts one of his men in the dugout. And Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens get snubbed of the Hall of Fame. All of this and more coming up on this episode of Mike Up the Halo. Episode 32, the first one of the year. We're back and better than ever. This is Tyler and Jacob and our new producer coming at you live or whenever the hell you're doing this. Jacob, say hello to the world. Hello, world. Hello, new producer that I've yet to meet. How are you? Happy New Year. Episode 32, 2022. Bars. Uh, how's everybody doing? Baseball is at a standstill, pun intended. Uh, how's everybody? Yeah, I don't know. Tyler, how have you been this new year so far? Are you feeling like a new man? Same guy? Um, same guy. Yeah, probably same guy. I mean, it, it's weird going through 32 episodes and having 32 new producers. Like, <laughs> Every time. That's yeah. insane. I don't think any other podcast has had that many producers throughout their lifespan. Like. The Joe Rogan pod, podcast has been going for over a decade, I believe, and they've had the same producer from day one, and Maybe. we've just been so unlucky with they all the producers be. that we've had. We uh, need to just get that guy. We had Joe, we had John, we had Joseph, we had Johnson, we had Matt, we had Matthew. Yeah. Artie tried it once. Artie came in for a little bit. He couldn't figure out how to press start. Yep. We told him to turn the laptop on, and he didn't know what what to do he didn't even know what a laptop was at the time we had we had a lot of explaining to do he had it upside down the screen was on the table and the he thought it was a touch screen <laughs> yeah but uh yeah we're back we're uh i don't know if we're better than ever but we're definitely back i'll say that uh the angels have uh made some uh interesting stuff happen uh as you heard at, at the beginning we signed 17 international prospects i believe the list that i have is 16 but i want to say there was one more following like the initial 16 uh most of them coming from the south american region uh so we'll get into those names uh also perry uh took a man out of his office and put him down the dugout we'll get into that as well and then i think the main main news from this uh podcast is going to be how barry bonds and roger clemens were not voted into the hall of fame despite never testing positive for peds and David Ortiz, who did test positive for PEDs, was a first ballot Hall of Famer. So well, we'll get into that later. Well, but uh, yeah, we all wanted to have a you know a discussion. We're back. We missed y'all. We missed doing the podcast. I mean, Jacob and I have hung out a few times in between then. Uh, Jacob was out of commission for a bit, but now we're we're back in action. We're you know? back. We've been watching Ducks hockey in the off season, like a lot of you guys. Um, if you're watching Kings hockey, what are you doing? Uh, but yeah, it's been it's been interesting. We're finally hearing some movement as far as baseball. Uh, a lot of football action too. I know there's a lot of football fans out there. It's not so much our cup of tea, but you know, playoff time comes around. It's, it's some interesting stuff going on. A lot of great games this past weekend. I know that for Probably somebody the best games to be seen like this deck i know i know we're only a couple years into the decade no yeah probably one of the best playoff weekends that there's ever been yeah every game was a close one from start to finish my thought was i I only hope the super bowl is similar 
Because I feel like we've had some Super Bowls that, you know, by halftime, it's like it's it's over. And football is, is really, you know, it's, to me, it's a sport that can be over quickly. I mean, I know there's comebacks, but, uh, yeah. So it's been interesting. I've been watching a little bit of that, trying to branch out a little bit. Um, I know Tyler's Packers got stomped. So I, it, it's just a tough time. Although it's, it's just good. You know, there's a lot. I told of, you not to bring that up. Did you? I told you. Oh, well. I cried. I pled. I begged. I, I got nothing against them. I like the Packers. Best uniforms in the league, maybe, in my opinion. Um, bad logo, but good uniforms, good quarterback. Is he coming back? That's, he's that's, not. He's, he's not. not. You don't think he's coming back? Guess what, guys? This isn't Mike up at the Halo anymore. This is Mike up the football. Mike up the Rodgers. We're talking about everything football-related, especially my Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers is not coming back. And I, I don't blame the organization. I mean, when you get to the playoffs that many times and you only have one Super Bowl to show for it, it's like, you know, we, we got to move on. Correct me if I'm wrong. Are they just one of those organizations that, you know, they don't want to admit they're in a rebuild because they're one of, like, the big big five? I don't know what they have in football, but hockey it's like the, hockey has the original six. It's and like This offseason especially, they're going to have a very hard time, like, lying that they're not in a rebuild but they yeah. will definitely be in a rebuild they are they get like three wins next year and they're like no we're, we're still going for it they're in a, a lot of debt right now and okay. it's going to show going into 2023 that's for sure but you also can't blame them for going for it because look i mean they made it to a game that i think a lot of people thought they might have won I think going in, I, the little knowledge I knew going in. They had the lead all the way yeah. through. They had the lead. I mean, granted, their their special teams was awful. The O-line was awful. Uh, the defense able to hold off for a majority of four quarters up until the very end. I mean, they they deserved that loss. I'll say that. It was, a, it was a hell of a game. It was tough to see, but they deserved the loss. It's a hell of a game. But, yeah, just a lot of, a lot of good sports going on uh, despite no baseball. And uh, we get the Olympics coming up here for anybody interested in that kind of that kind of stuff. But yeah, uh, a lot of stuff to go over. So I'll let you I'll let you take the lead on what what's next. Yeah, we'll get into the Angels news real quick, and then uh, we'll go ahead and dive into the rest of the MLB. I'm sure you're all um, listening mainly for Angel stuff, but there are, there's a ton of MLB information out there. Um, there's been those labor meetings. We just had the Hall of Fame inductees, or rather inductee, and uh, we'll, we'll definitely get to that. But first, we're going to start with the players, which the list that I have here, it's 16, but I'm almost 100% positive that there's 17. I cannot recall the 17th player's name or where they're from, but we do have 16 international players. And some of these players include seven pitchers. Uh, let's see here. One, two, three, four outfielders. Three catchers and two shortstops. So, I mean... It's a variety pack. Big bolster in pitching once again. I mean, the Angels are notorious in this current time period for only drafting pitchers in the MLB draft. Um, They went out and got pitching this offseason. Not a lot, but a good amount. I mean... They're not done either. And hopefully they are not done. I'm going to knock on wood just to make sure that that's still going to happen i would like to see more pitching added to this rotation to this bullpen definitely need another lefty in the bullpen as of right now it's just aaron loop unless they move jose suarez to the bullpen because um, and, and that's that's a big if because yeah at, at that point it would only be uh patrick sandoval in the bullpen for the angels 
if they're not going to leave Jose Suarez in there unless they go out and get a lefty. I you mean in the rotation? Get, sorry, in the rotation. Yeah, because yeah, then it's just that's what I was saying. We need a lefty. That's why Rodon is another thing that's on my radar. We'll get into that in probably a couple episodes when baseball resumes. Hopefully, uh, is Packy Nodden not in the equation? Uh, as a bullpen piece, because I thought maybe Packy could definitely be a bullpen piece, long reliever. From what I see, I mean, he's he held his own. He was in San Diego. I, I had gone to that game. He was able to pitch through five innings. I believe he only allowed a run, uh, if he did allow any at all. So there's an option, but, maybe. But you know, you're going against that San Diego lineup. Granted, at that point, they were disenfranchised because they knew they weren't making the playoffs anymore. Um, but they still were putting all their all their big guns out there. Mm-hmm. Machado, Tatis, uh, Hosmer. Not Hosmer. Hosmer was a piece of shit. They Wilmer. figured they're uh, paying these guys. We're going to play them. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Packy could definitely be a part of that. Uh, Reed Detmers could also be a part of that. I personally Ooh. think he needs some more time in the minor leagues before being able to be a full, successful starter, starter. in the big so, that's a debate that I've seen a lot going on is like, do you bring him up now and just kind of put him in the bullpen, hope he develops into a starter, or do you let him get more starts in Salt Lake and, and go that route? And I think at this point, leave him there. Mid-season, if we're struggling with pitching, which we might be, shocker, maybe call him up, even if it is for bullpen help. Yeah. You know, whatever we need. But. And, I mean, uh, something that I forgot to mention in, like, the beginning of this episode is, like, that might that might be an issue. If he's pitching in Salt Lake, he's going to be pitching to a robot umpire. And <laughs> a robot umpire <laughs> might not call those uh, curveballs oh. coming in at the bottom of the zone if it's not directly in the zone, you know okay, what I'm saying? Okay, let's do, let's do two minutes on that. Sure. I don't think that's the right place for that, and I don't like the idea in general. I know you're a little more on the side of, of this. But I don't think AAA is the place. I think A-ball might be the place to give that a shot. Little League, give it a shot. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they had its, it had its time in the lower division for 2021. And, I mean, as, as we were coming to the end of uh, playoffs in 2021, everybody was so angry with all the umpires in the postseason, regular season included, but specifically, Game 7 between the Giants and the Dodgers when Wilmer Flores was called out on a strike three check swing, which upon replay, you see that he did not cross the plate. And the umpire that called him out even went on to say that it was a mistake. If he had a better vantage point, he would have been able to make the correct call and that sometimes being the first base umpire making that check swing decision, you're not able to make the right call. And he he acknowledges that he did make a mistake. I think in that regard, you definitely need some sort of robotics or some sort of appeal to make sure that the right call is made. And I think the other day when you and I were talking, you made a really good point how there should be... uh, something introduced in regards to like challenges, like a challenge of a strike or a challenge of a ball. Like each team should get X amount of challenges per game or even per inning to determine whether something that was called a strike is a ball or vice versa. That way, you know, like it's, it's just not completely robotic. You know, you still have the human element, but you're able to be like, uh, I don't think so blue. I think you, you messed up there. Let's go ahead and review it in the booth. And yeah. it has to be like a short period of time because challenges now take up like two to three minutes almost. Baseball challenges in or specifically take up too much time. Exactly. I found that other sports have figured out a way to do it quicker. Baseball challenges for simple plays 
like a first ba- like a ground ball to shortstop that's a, a bang bang play at first that's obvious on the first replay to a casual fan watching the game needs to be done in 30 seconds. There's there's no reason it shouldn't be done in 30 seconds. We're talking two, three minutes. And I know it didn't sound like a long time, but, I mean, in the course of a baseball game, that's tacking on to this game that's already going to be almost four hours long in some cases. I mean, we're getting rid of the extra innings rule. Um, Thank God. That's that's another thing. Allegedly. 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 Uh, we're getting rid of the thir- the... The extra innings rule, and I mean it should have, it should have never been implemented in the first place. No, uh, Rob Manfred, terrible commissioner. You suck. I hope that you get release of your duties as soon as possible. Uh, That's a Manfred rule. The yeah, extra innings for sure. So, you know, like along with all the other things that he's done, that extra innings rule is terrible. But then, you know, what if he implemented this? You know, like. The robot umps, the appeals. Like you can appeal this. It's a thirty second process, and if it's if it's more than thirty seconds, if it's longer than thirty seconds, then maybe the team that initiated it gets penalized. Yeah, that's that's the NHL. That's I think some other. I don't know about other sports. The NHL does that. If you challenge an offside call and you're wrong, you take a penalty. So it's like a you know you have to be sure to challenge it, and I like that because then it leaves a fifty fifty call up to the call on the field. Yeah. The thing about with with challenges though is you don't even need any new technology like robot umps quote unquote. We have everything. We, we have you every need, camera have angle. You see all these replays whenever there's a controversial strike three call or a yeah. ball call. You see where the strike zone is, and the strike zone is fitted to each individual person. You that's got a guy, that's like, my next question. Like Jose Altuve, you got a yes. guy like Aaron Judge. Like obviously a strike call to Aaron Judge's shins shouldn't be or uh, a, a ball at Aaron Judge's shins shouldn't be called a strike versus Jose Altuve when that ball at Aaron Judge's shins was probably at Jose Altuve's crotch you know like or lower yeah or even yeah yeah it's it's maybe I don't know I've seen some people argue that there needs to be a universal strike zone which I think is kind of weird because of size differences like that and the whole idea of baseball is that it doesn't matter what size you are there is a place for you on the field and in the lineup whether you're 5'2 or 6'10 there's somewhere for you but yeah I, I think it's interesting but my question to you is if you know the answer to this and if not we can figure it out robo umps are you are we talking like everywhere I or are we talking balls and strikes I think balls and strikes are the main issue. Like, sure, there's times, like, a call... I mean, the thing is that you're already able to challenge the calls on the base paths. If someone makes it to first and the umpire calls them out, the manager already has the opportunity to challenge that. So this would be specifically for balls and strikes because that's not something that you're able to challenge. Right, so... And, like, maybe it's an easy fix where you're just able to add that to the portion of challenges, like mm. you got Mike Trout up with a guy on second and third with one out. If he gets run, or no, you know what? Fuck Mike Trout. Put Shohei Otani there. Whoa. Shohei Otani. No, listen, Shohei Otani gets <laughs> called out on strikes way more than anybody in the league, and a shit ton of those called strike threes are balls. And there's mm. there's video evidence out there to prove that. I believe Foolish Baseball put out a video to show that Otani has one of the best eyes in baseball yet 
according to analytics, he doesn't because he keeps looking at called strike threes that are actually way outside of the zone. Whereas when he's pitching, those same pitches are called strikes. Right. So, so is he... I, yeah. I, I don't want to say the umpires are racist, but I feel like there's a little bit of like, oh, this Otani fella like, thinks he's the best shit in the world. Mm. Like, you know... It's more of a maybe an ageist thing as well. It could be, you know, some, it could be. Some I don't know for a umpires. fact. It, it could just be that these umpires are garbage, and you know, with Manfred and all these shitty rules, maybe he's not really giving a shit about who's umpiring what. Like he let Joe West come back for a year, and I think Joe West is retiring after this year. Um, Aaron Angel Hernandez didn't get to uh, umpire a postseason game this season, and he thought that was discrimination. Like. It is. We just need more. It's discrimination against shitty umpires. And and that's and that's <laughs> the only discrimination that should be allowed. Yeah. And that's what sh- yeah, exactly. And and to me umpire scorecard shout out on Twitter is doing a phenomenal job at keeping track of that kind of stuff as well as as foolish baseball like you mentioned who I think is a low key Angel fan or at least a big Otani guy. I mean, you have to be. But I believe he is a Braves guy, but I that's all right. We're brave guys. Be opposed to him being a fan of the Angels as well. Yeah. I I, always, I had the belief that you could be a fan of two teams, one in the American League and one in the National League. Correct, and and preferably not in your region. Correct, but if it is, it is. So be it. You know, like yourself, go Giants. It's okay. Yeah. So, although Northern California is far enough away. If you're on the East Coast and you do that same distance, there's like seven teams in that <laughs> in that distance. Like if you're a Yankees fan, but you're also a Mets fan, I think one, you should get help. Yeah, what are you doing? And two, figure it out. One, figure it out. A lot of people would say, "What are you doing being a Yankee fan?" I'm not one of them. A lot of other people, like me, would say, "What are you doing being a Mets fan?" At this point, the We're, Mets odds this year are going to be really good, but we all know they're not going to actually do anything. Sorry. I love you, Max Scherzer. I love you. Yeah. I love you so much. I hope he does great and just the team doesn't, though. Yeah, I hope he shoves, especially if he's getting paid the amount of money he's getting paid, he better. Yeah. And I'm also... I'm more excited to see what Jacob deGrom gets when he hits free agency. He has Mm -hmm. an opt-out at the end of 2022, and the only way that I see him staying in New York is if he gets a contract extension that's one of the biggest contracts in baseball, and that's contingent on him staying healthy. Because right, the right. past couple of years, he has had some issues. There's or, been some you know, signs he, of where... He gets shut down at the end of the season. But like every time he does have those like said injuries, he comes back out and still throws over 100 miles an hour. So I don't know if it's necessarily like a major arm injury because if if you did have any signs of like arm fatigue, he his velocity would go way down, but it never does. No, like it's I'm... always some sort of discomfort. It's just something you think he'd be able to work through every time instead of like a career-altering injury. Yeah. I guess we'll see if he makes it through spring training. If there is, if there even is a spring training. Yeah, who knows? I mean, I Nobody. guess it's, it's a good segue time to get into the uh, lockout stuff. We're locked out. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like every day there's a little bit of information if they do meet, but it's it's like always moving in the right direction, it seems, but just the smallest increment possible so they had their first meeting which lasted seven minutes and i don't know about you but if you ever went to a meeting that lasted seven minutes it's either one everybody's on the same page or two (laughs) everyone is in a complete disagreement let me ask you something you're ready to throw blows you've been to a lot of meetings lots that, that, that last seven minutes 
Uh, no. And you're both in agreement on that? I'm so confused. <laughs> it was so funny the way you worded that. <laughs> if you ever do a meetup that's seven minutes, uh, All right. and you're both in agreement. Let me explain. I was a project manager for a brief period of my life, and in that experience, I had a shit ton of meetings throughout the day, and none of those meetings were less than 30 minutes to an hour long. So... But there have been times where it has been less, and the only time that it was less is if everybody was on the same page. Right. Whether it was agreeing or disagreeing. Exactly. If you walk in and you're so far apart, you're like, look, nothing's going to happen. It's like Pawn Stars. I want $5,000. Best I can do is 20 bucks. Okay. There you go. Yeah, it's there you go. exactly. Okay. And that's what happened the first time. So um, the following meeting, which was actually very... Um, or I wouldn't say very, but there was progress made. Uh, it took, I want to say, about two hours. It seems like that there was some negotiations made and a lot of stuff that was disagreed upon, X, Y, and Z. Um, there, a deal wasn't made, and there was never going to be one. No, uh, and but I think knowing that there isn't one going into that meeting or or even the next one or whatever is a good thing. Because you don't want to be left like, oh, we, we, we thought we were going to get it here. You um, almost want it to come up like, oh, wow, we, we, we have it. We got it. We figured it out. Here it is, like a surprise. Just one day. You know what I mean? Like, and hopefully it's soon. But So MLB had a proposal per sources, per Jeff Passan. Uh, Passion. This proposal was funnel additional money to all players with two-plus years of service. Award draft picks to teams that don't manipulate service of successful top prospects and tweaks to the proposed draft lottery. So reward teams that treat players kindly regardless of performance? I would think it's like don't call up your top prospect immediately after they're not they're no longer eligible to have a year of service time. But if that's the agreed terms, like as as shitty as that is, and I'm not trying to sound like an owner, but it's like if that's what they were allowed to do and they did it, how can you get mad at them for doing it? I understand trying to change the rule now. That's fine. But a lot of people were mad about it before. Salty. You know what I'm saying? No, I totally get that. But I get trying to change it. You don't like something. You're trying to change it. So, Okay. Uh, the reaction amongst the players was not positive, and few on either side expected it to be. Um, they did have a meeting the following day, which I thought meant like stuff was was rolling. Every every baseball Twitter account, every baseball media account was like, "Okay, this means that something's going to happen soon." And they just had back to back meetings and back to back days, and then you know they left those meetings, and there was nothing left to talk about right there was no like oh we're gonna get together next week we're gonna get together in the next coming days we're gonna get together next month blah blah blah. like that was the end of it so i mean yeah stuff happened but not really i mean there there, was there was gas put in the tank maybe like the car hasn't started but there's gas in the tank. that's a fair analysis on it the Uh, wheels are greased in the second meeting uh here's what happened the mlb agreed to accept parameters of a pre-arbitration bonus pool for top 30 war players the 
Players Association was looking for 150 or 105 million, whereas the league was offering 10 million. So that's a giant difference. That's yeah, that's some Rick from Pawn Stars. Exactly what I was saying. Uh, MLB separate. MLB offered a a minimum raise to 615k as opposed to uh, the 550 that they currently make. MLB PA was asking for uh, 775. Yeah, I knew it was like they're not that far off there. There, they're not that far off. Whereas the the 10 million versus the 10 or the 105 million, million, it's like Jesus Christ. But but I mean, to me. Just meet at 700K and you're, you're set. And MLB withdrew the offer to change arbitration structure. So there was a chance to change mm. the arbitration structure now that has now been taken away. What about, let me ask you, because I know there was the, the playoff stuff. There was a, a f- few hints about that. 12 teams, 14 teams, some division realignment stuff. I don't know how I feel about that. I like the playoffs the way they are. I like the divisions the way they are. I agree with one of those. Um, I think that if you are going to change the divisions, I mean, you got to do it fairly. Like, as as of right now, you have the fucking Colorado Rockies, the Arizona Diamondbacks, and... They're in the same league as the Los Angeles Dodgers, let alone the same division. Exactly. And, I mean, the Padres were in the same boat as those other two teams listed up until a couple of years ago. Right, for like 20 years. So, I mean, good for them. The Giants are going to take that place up until this year. No one expected the Giants to be the Giants of the 2010s. No, and yet somehow they're still not the big dogs in the West. It's the Dodgers. Um, And I still take that. I still take that bet, but it's it's close. The Giants were those guys maybe 10 years ago, but no, I, I don't want a division realignment. I like them the way they are. I like the leagues the way they are. What I wouldn't mind is an expanded playoffs, a slight expansion of playoffs. I don't want it to be 16 teams like every other league, or 15 in this case, whatever it would be, half the league. It's like, to me, it defeats the purpose, and, and baseball is not a sport where you know, a, a, a lower team that barely squeaks in is going to have any chance against an ultimate team. So, like, that's that's actually, like, one of my only gripes with, like, hockey playoffs. Mm. You get a team that's 500 or could potentially be below 500. Right. And they have to, well, no, play, no, they no, have no, to no. play against the number one seed. I, okay, not 500. Well, or sometimes that does happen. The, no, I would say the, at this point, the minimum you'd be is 10 games over 500. Okay. Maybe five games over. Because it's, 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 I get what you're saying. You don't like when an eighth seed runs the, runs the gauntlet and just takes it over. I fucking love when that happens. I mean, okay. First, first <laughs> I of all, love when that I happens. would love to see an eighth seed just fucking yeah. win it all. That's awesome. Good you're, for them. Right. But if you go through the whole season being garbage and then all of a sudden you're like, guys, we're in the playoffs. Let's fucking ball out and get that trophy right and, it, or, i mean and you beat a team like you, that doesn't happen though that doesn't happen yeah, i, I would say it's, it's it pretty doesn't. rare now underdogs do win but it's more of the scenario i was saying where it's like you were kind of it, it's it's all about when you get hot with, with a sport like hockey it's when you get hot if you get hot going into the playoffs and you just ride that wave those teams win it's it's if you're an elite team all season, and then when the, it's kind of getting to the end of the season, you fall off a little bit, you get cold, you get knocked out in the first round. It happens all the time, but it, you're not going to see a team that just like is is trash win 16 games, you know, four series, four games. You're not going to see that. 
With baseball, I feel like that's even more true. If you have one starter and you're you're going up against a team that has four and you're playing a seven game series or even a five game series, it's like it's just gonna be a waste of time. So I think I think maybe a ten or twelve game expansion for the playoffs is ideal, but fourteen, sixteen, I, I'm not I'm not so sure. I mean that whole scenario just reminds me of Jeff Weaver, not Jared Weaver talking baseball. Jeff. Uh Jeff Weaver. The brother of Jared Weaver. I mean, he he had a long career, but he was never like considered any top tier pitcher. But the second he landed in St. Louis, and they had their run for the World Series. I mean, this this was back in '06. This was in 2006, and he was only on the team for half a season. The year after, he immediately went over to um, Seattle, but. Through the regular season, he was five and four, had a five eighteen ERA. The dude in the postseason balled out. It was yeah. a crucial reason why they were able to win. I mean, I guess that that shows like what you were saying when when you get when you do get to that point when you run when you have the hot hand. I mean, two thousand six, he was a fucking baller in the postseason. He he went one and zero in the NLDS against the Padres. He had a complete zero ERA through five innings, only allowed two hits. Uh, NLCS, he he went uh, one and one, but still had a 3.09 ERA. World Series, one and one, 2.77 ERA. Like, that's balling out right there. And he even pitched for the Dodgers in 2009 and went one and oh against his old ball club, St. Louis. Granted, it was only an inning, but he did that. I was going to ask, did he go from Seattle to the Dodgers? Because I know he was there... At some point after, no, he, he was at, he was on the Dodgers a few times actually, definitely in the Dodgers in the early two thousands, and then uh, found his way in on the Angels organization at the same time that Jared got called up, so they were in the same rotation for a bit. Right, I remember seeing the the photos of that. That was pretty cool, and I think talking baseball remembers um, a little bit about them too. Maybe messing messing them up a few times. We're gonna take a pause here. It is beer of the week, folks. Let's go. Beer it's of beer of the week. Of the week. We First have, one of the year. We have Elysian Full Contact this week. Uh, we love Elysian beers. Big fan of Space Dust at Angel Stadium. Uh, always have been. And they got a couple other good beers. I think they're established in Seattle, Washington. So fuck the Mariners, but big fan of Elysian. So uh, shout out to them. Beer of the week. Here we go. Let's go. Crack it open. All right. W. This one's sitting in at a solid, is it an 8 or a 7? It's like an 8.6, I believe. It's yeah, pretty I, fucking high. I love how Elysian just has nonstop 8s, man. I mean. I think uh, them and Voodoo Ranger right now, maybe as far as the IPA game goes, uh, for all you Ippers, Ippas out there, it's it's pretty close between these two for West Coast stuff. I mean. I'm more of an Elysian fan when it comes to the Ippas. Okay. But, uh. My favorite, Day Glow. My Day Glow is definitely one of my favorites from Elysian. Uh probably in tied for first with the uh, with Space Dust. There you go. But if we're going with Voodoo, I mean they had one in the summer of twenty twenty called S- Starship IPA. Yes. And that was oh. the best beer that I've ever had and it has what? been discontinued and I am devastated. Are you saying that's better than the Sierra Nevada? Absolutely. Wow. Yep. How much did you drink in summer of 2020? Dude, okay, (laughs) this is going to make me sound like an alcoholic. I went and searched grocery store to grocery store 
looking for this beer. And when I, I finally found it at like an Albertsons. No, see, uh, an alcoholic would have just said, fuck it after two stores and got whatever. You, you went for the good shit. Right. I, I appreciate well, that. I, I, I did. Yeah. And then I went and bought every Starship IPA six pack that they had. There you go. They only had three. So that's I, good. I bought three. Let me do the math there. That's uh, carry the one. I 18 st- beers. I still had one. I still have one in my refrigerator from back then. To this day, pour it out for the home. I haven't <laughs> drank in it because I just wanted to have it because I knew, like, I knew it was going away. I knew there wasn't going to be any left. And also, the the one thing that I didn't like about this beer is that sometimes there would be bad batches, and this oh. specific beer is part of a bad batch, which is why I've been able to hold off on opening it to drink it. Just keep it for for keepsake. It, exactly. Just remember, so like, hey, like, remember oh, that year I have it, like that fucking pandemic year, the first year of this that. This is the one. This is what I drank. Every this day. is it. There you go. Yeah, that's the beer of the week. Elysian. So, shout out to Elysian. Full contact. We love you. Sponsor us. Please. Well, we said fuck the Mariners, so. We did say fuck the Mariners. <laughs> they <laughs> might not be fans of that. Cut that. Producer. Cut it. Yeah. Thank you. Dude, this producer, so far, doing well. Pretty good. Are you from you know? Seattle, sir? Ma'am. Whatever. Yes. Okay, cool. Well, they the Mariners weird, are They awesome. gave a weird, like, half yes, half no nod. Yeah. Maybe it's a little f- confusing. Portland? Maybe yeah, they're definitely Mariners fans somewhere up there. Vancouver, that's it, huh? I mean, I, I I don't know anybody that that drives all the way from Tacoma, all the way down to oh, here yeah. just to record once a week. I heard Tacoma's nice. We're not even paying you, dude. What are you doing? He's with the Mariners. He's making any weirdo. Money. Yeah, he he might assassinate us at some point. Kyle Seeger sucks. Oh, he's coming after me. One okay. day we'll put our one day we'll put our producer on the mic and. You know, we'll 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 have a full episode of us interviewing our producer. That's a great idea. We feel that the time is right, but right now, I'm fine with them being in the corner, looking at us very angrily, while we shit on the Mariners, because the Mariners suck. They're just put us on pause. Hey, didn't you waste the careers of Ken Griffey Jr., Ichiro Suzuki, Felix Hernandez, Kyle Seeger, first half of A Rod, and more? <laughs> Aren't you guilty of that? That's what I thought, dude. Sit the fuck down. No wonder you're not getting paid. Keenan Middleton. We're going to need our 33rd producer at the end of this episode, Jacob. We need to find one immediately. We need to find somebody that's a fan of a team that we don't hate. So let's get off the West Coast. Further drive, though. All right. Well, now that we've talked about the lockout news, um, let's get into... uh, Let's get into the whole thing regarding Barry Bonds. The name's Bonds. Barry Bonds. Bonds and Roger Clemens, the Rocket. Man, uh, oh man. Just yesterday on January 25th, by the time you're listening to this, it'll be Thursday, January 27th, but just a couple days ago from when you're listening to this, uh, David Ortiz was elected first ballot into the Hall of Fame despite Boo. testing positive for PEDs. I, full disclosure, I am a fan of Big Poppy. Uh, he won a few World Series for the Red Sox. Did play for the Twins originally. That's It'd fine. be hilarious if he went into the hall as a twin, but he's going in as a Red Sox. I'm not mad he did steroids. Neither I'm, am I. I'm mad he was a Red Sox. <laughs> I'm I'm more... Um, I'm just so confused about the whole thing, dude, because you got a guy like Big Poppy. Good guy. I mean, he put himself out there, like, was always a good dude to the people of Boston. Uh, great television personality. Um, He's a guy you absolutely hate if he's not on your team, but would absolutely love to have on your team. 100%. So that's the type of player he was. 
And yeah, I mean, the main thing is that Big Poppy, he tested positive for performance enhancing drugs during his career, but was still able to make the hall in the first ballot. Whereas you have Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens, who, I mean, by technicality, never tested positive in their careers for PEDs, mm. yet through their 10 rounds of being elected to the Hall of Fame, they were never inducted. And this was the 10th and final year. You could only be uh, valid for 10 years once you get to that 10th year. There are other ways to get inducted following that, but uh, at this point, they're no longer on the ballots, and it's insane. You know, you got a guy... Again, like I, I emphasize this just because of like how stupid it makes the hall look. You got a guy that you voted in first ballot who knowingly took PEDs versus two gentlemen who were never convicted of taking PEDs that weren't entered into the Hall of Fame. One of them, the major league leader in hits and home runs, and the other, the major league leader in Cy Young Awards. Make it make sense. Is Barry Bonds the best hitter of all time? Yes. Did Barry Bonds do steroids? Yes. Like, why can't they both be true at the same time, and why can't? I I, I don't know. To me, if there are people in the hall that have done things worse than steroids, then you can let them in. And granted, th- I'll be completely honest. I think five years ago, being a little more out of the loop with baseball, I would have had my old opinion, which is steroids are bad because we grew up with like the idea that, oh, all these guys, Mark McGuire, Sosa, like they're cheaters. And that's what we grew up with. And while that's true, it's like it doesn't mean they didn't contribute to the game. And a lot of people say 90s steroid era baseball saved baseball, 90s and early 2000s. So with that argument, I think Barry Bonds needs to be in. I think a overwhelming amount of people agree with me and you. Uh, I was there for Barry Bonds the game before he hit the 756. So it was at Dodger Stadium. He had 755, and every at-bat, there was every camera in the entire place going off. The flash was unreal. I'd never seen anything like it. And he popped out twice and, like, grounded out or something. Nothing. And then the next day back home in San Fran, he hits it, I think it was. And so that was something else. But uh, I think it was 2007. So something I always remember... Not a big fan, you know, being an Angel fan, 2002 was obviously a big a big win for us, and they were the, I want to say the favorite going into that with him, and that was his second half of his career, which, and, and I think you're in the same boat. I don't really remember the first half of his career. Definitely not. I mean, before the big head, before the muscles, yeah. I mean, the, Barry Bonds was skinny bone Jones, but still was able to get 400 plus homers before that prior to where did that come from the expansion of his body and i mean the most i remember about him on the pirates was when he was in rookie of the year and and henry rowan gardner struck him out (laughs) remember he did a cameo facts so i i mean like i was like as a kid even me in, in the early 2000s or late 90s i was like that's barry bonds he's he's that's a skinny guy and i thought it it was some actor I was like, well, they fucked up. They should have got a bigger guy. No, that was that was actually Barry Bonds in the early '90s. So, you know, yeah, it's it's obvious. If you guys remember the Mad Magazine cover of him with all the needles in him, that was hilarious. I still have that one. I have that one saved somewhere. It's Barry Bonds just completely juiced up with the with the Mad Magazine guy's face. But uh, yeah, him and then Clemens. We won't spend as much time on. Uh, he's a pitcher. Who cares? Just kidding. 
everybody remembers the incident. Everybody remembers everything, but he, he needs to be in as well. Stats. To me, if the stats are so overwhelming, uh, they should almost take over any other any other thing. Uh, you mentioned earlier to me that there are some people in the hall that are not so good at guys that have done some pretty bad shit uh, outside of the game, and yet they somehow managed to get in. So to me, if that's the case, like we're talking, you know, legal shit and and moral stuff. Hundred percent. And I mean, um, you, you got you got former commissioner Bud Selig in the Hall of Fame, and he's the guy that authorized the steroid use. Yeah, I wonder as how. Soo- <laughs> as, as soon as he changed his mind, then he made everybody that was doing steroids a freaking outcast. I mean, Sammy Sosa's not getting in the Hall of Fame. Sammy Sosa. God, like, he was the man when we were kids. He though. was the man. Oh, dude. do you remember how good he was? Those derbies. It's just insane. Like, there's people that are missing out on the. Like, I mean, A Rod. A Rod deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I don't like that tone. I listen. A Rod <laughs> deserves to be. A Rod deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Thank you. Um, but you know, like, there's a lot of people that don't like A Rod, specifically the New York media. And yeah. There was times when A Rod was on the Yankees that he was an asshole. He was an asshole. He was he was partying like fucking bitches and doing all this stuff. But at the end of the day, he was a great baseball player. He was one of the best baseball players, especially when he was in Seattle, especially when he was in Texas, and probably for the early half of his career with the Yankees. Towards the end, not so much. But, you know, it's not the hall of, was this person a good person? It's the hall of fame. It's a fucking museum. And I think Jeff Passon said it best that, like, this is a museum that people walk through, and the portion where you see, like, oh, this person's in the Hall of Fame, this other person's in the Hall of Fame, that portion, not a lot of people give a fuck about. It's the memorabilia that people give a shit about. Like, Tim Lincecum has a couple uh, items in the Hall of Fame. Tim Lincecum has been kicked off the Hall of Fame ballot because no, like, only nine people voted for him this year. Yeah. In my opinion, Tim Lincecum's a Hall of Famer. Am I biased? Absolutely. But I think that, like... Truly, at the bottom of my heart, that Tim Lincecum should be a Hall of Famer. Three-time World Series champion. Two-time Cy Young Award winner. Give the guy the Cy Young. Or, no, obviously, give they him another. Gave it give him. him another just because. Give him uh, a third but, Cy Young guy, and get put, him in the Hall. Put him in the Hall, dude. Just put him in the Hall. Yeah. Yeah, there's arguments for every player. Uh, Scott Rowland had an argument. I mean, there, there's just a, a list of players that have arguments, especially statistics-wise. And then if you go dig, I mean, fuck, man, if they had Twitter in 1940, how many of those guys wouldn't be in the Hall of Fame? It's like, you know, and I'm not saying that they should be if they're bad people. You know, the character stuff. Kurt uh, Schilling's probably the worst out of all of them, dude. Could be. But Kurt Schilling deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. That's what I'm saying, man. And, and, and despite a lot of people feeling differently, it's like if you, if you take the overwhelming stats factor, he would be. Now, granted, they're not doing that because Barry Bonds isn't in, Roger Clemens isn't. If they're not in, then Kurt Schilling doesn't belong in there either. So I get that, but no, I think the three of them, along with Scott Rowland, there's a few other names, you know, just get it together. And I think it is the writers sort of making their statement like, no, we're going to continue to do this even though we know it's not right. Like, how do they feel so differently than everybody else? I don't know. That's how. That's what I don't understand. And I know public opinion is usually not right, and the public is usually stupid, especially with sports betting and gambling and stuff. Everyone says that. But with what they saw, and when you have the whole country essentially saying that 
this guy, even though he cheated, belongs in there. I mean, how many home runs would he would he've had without steroids? Like he may have still been in there. So I don't know. That's kind of how everybody feels. I think. You know, I think we're we're not in a minority here. I think this is this is the majority. It almost makes like any other draft or any other like Hall of Fame inductee class like, you know, like it's like who gives a shit? Like, yeah, you you guys are gonna put in who you want to put in, no matter what their career accolades were. Like, what's it matter what we think anymore? You know, or what the writers think for that matter? I mean, it's the writers that ultimately make these decisions, but it's just like. You're going to pick and choose who you want based on who is nice to you or whatever for whatever moral high ground that you stand on. Like the weirdest thing is like if, if you and I ever have kids, like how weird it'll be to explain to them like, yeah, the guy with the most home runs in Major League Baseball isn't in the Hall of Fame and the guy with the most Cy Young Award uh, trophies is also not in the in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Right. I don't know how I can explain that to you, but that's just the world that we live in. Meanwhile, someone with maybe 300 home runs and 1,000 hits with a career 220 batting average may be elected because he was super cool to the media. Yep. It's just a matter of how you fit in, who you have voting for you, who you were nice to that year. I mean, there's so many things. But, yeah. I think most people agree with us. That's the the funny thing is they're listening like, yep, yep, yep. I don't think anybody's here like, no. He shouldn't get in there. I mean, Maybe there's, if you're like 60 or 70. Yeah, there's like, a few people. What are you saying? Fucking cheater. Buck Selig was a man of the people. Yeah, so I, I understand that. <sighs> I don't know. Yeah. Can't convince stuff. him. If you, if you haven't been able to con- convince him by now, you're not going to be able to. That's true. So That is very true. Um, there was some angel news that I accidentally glanced over uh, before transitioning into that last little phase there but uh Perry Manasian did put a gentleman that was formerly from the front office into the dugout and let me get you his name because uh what like what do you think this means for Joe Madden do you think that Perry doesn't trust Joe and that's why he'd be putting this guy down there to make sure he has some eyes and ears or do you think like this this was just like the best overall route because this puts uh, Mike Gallego, the bench coach for the team, out of a job. He's still technically employed by the Angels, but outside of that, he's no longer the bench coach. It's it's this new guy that Perry put down there. It could be something like that, like slowly kind of working his way into the dugout, getting some more information. Or it could be they weren't a fan of this guy and they want to just replace him subtly, somebody who's already in-house, uh yeah i don't know i don't really know i'm fine with changes i mean you know i didn't like the molina stuff i thought that was unnecessary just that's like a personal thing i was bummed about that (laughs) yeah but uh you know i i'm I'm fine with that change it up look all these things all these little factors and and all this it can all come into play sure but let that come into play when we're already a good team and we already are are making things happen we need to get the product on the field situated here you know it's, it's one of those things like it, it's just time everybody knows it's it's just time for this team to get going and maybe that's just a push from perry you know trying to hey look i'm doing this i'm doing this i'm doing this like look i'm trying and sometimes for a gm that's all they can do 
they can only pull so many strings. So the gentleman's name is Ray Montgomery. Um, <clears throat> he was formerly in the front office, but now he, as of uh, January 6th, he is the new Angels bench, co- bench coach. He's 52. He was the Angels director of player personnel in 2021 after spending six years with the Brewers as a vice president and special assistant to the general manager. And he also spent four years with the Arizona Diamondbacks as the director of scouting. Uh, he did play in the major leagues for 12 professional seasons with the Houston Astros, which is a little scary. Uh, Mike Ooh. Gallego, who spent the previous two seasons as bench coach under Joe Madden, will remain on the staff and coordinate the team's defense. So he's still there. Uh, Phil Nevin has joined the team from uh, the New York Yankees. He's a former Cal State Fullerton alumni uh, who played 12 years in the bigs. He's replacing Brian Butterfield as the team's new third base coach after spending the previous five seasons in that role for New York. Uh, If you recall, uh, specifically in uh, the wild card, I believe uh, Phil Nevin had a dumb play where he was sending a runner from third to home, and he was clearly thrown out so i'm not looking forward to that but, well uh, it's a wild card game you got to go out i you know i, hear I don't it. know I hear I don't it. Know. we'll see we'll see i wasn't a huge fan of butterfield either uh bill was not hasselman a, huge butter guy. a former big league catcher who is managing the minor leagues for both the angels and the dodgers has replaced jose molina as the team's catching coach boo he managed the dodgers triple a team at oklahoma city for 2021 uh, Benji Gill, a former big league infielder who had eight hits and 12 playoff at-bats during the Angels' 2002 World Series I run. I fucking remember that. Will replace Ryan Garko as the team's video coordinator and liaison between the front office and clubhouse. It Let's will be go. Gill's first job on a major league coaching staff. Benji fucking Gill, man. Do you remember the announcer saying, Benji Gill? Yeah. The way times. he said, fuck yeah. Uh, there's talks about Adam Eaton, Halo legend who was released by the club in August of 2021 about being a first base coach to replace Bruce Hines. Eaton, who had a two-year deal with the Chicago clubs, including a $1 million, buy, $1 million buyout on his $7 million club option for 2022, is currently locked out as a player, and there is a dispute between Major League Baseball and the union over whether that would preclude him from accepting a coaching position. See, my question is if somebody who's slow as fuck gets on first base, can he swap out real quick? I would love that. Because <laughs> he's still got the wheels, man. Or if we're bringing in Steve Ciszek, if Eaton can come in. If he can pitch. Oh, my God. We got our lefty out of the pen. Eaton has a career point zero ERA. Point zero one. We point just zero talked zero about zero ERA. You just mentioned we need a lefty in the pen. Adam Eaton. Angels throws 90 legend. miles an hour. Let's go. He throws just as hard as Ciszek. Let's go. Without the ridiculous wind-up and ridiculous we delivery. We got to do it. Without giving up bombs in Oakland when I paid to be there. Anyway, yeah. I I wouldn't hate him at first base. I think he's a smart baseball player. He was a part of the Nationals championship team, obviously. Beat Had a long Dodgers. career. Yeah, a long career before that. Yeah. So good guy. I don't mind him. I really I mean I'm not a I huge fan. If I he don't was, think I don't think we should have released him. No, but, he's, you know, he's one of those is. guys. To me, if he was playing in right field, we didn't have our optimal lineup. That's just you know, it's just one of those things. Kind of like Jose Rojas or uh, Jack Mayfield. Yeah. You have these feelings about them where it's like, well, fuck, he's in. But yeah. what are they, it's just our job. They're going to fill in for guys when they're out. So when we don't have a full lineup, you know, it, it was one of those things. It was some negative stuff about Eden and the other guys I mentioned. But, yeah, I'm fine with that. I think that's fine, and I'm fine with getting rid of Butterfield, like I mentioned. I thought he had some some iffy stuff this year, too. 
as far as sending guys, mostly keeping guys, mostly keeping guys on some, some whack-ass throws from the outfield where I was like, dude, I could have scored rounding third there. Um, Tyler could have scored rounding third there. So. Yeah, I, I'm slow as shit, guys. Pitcher, uh, pitcher running with his jacket on. I run a I run a three-minute, 40-yard dash, so... I thought you were going to say miles. <laughs> Take with that information what you will. <laughs> I thought you were going to say miles. No. Um, but, yeah, so some some light, good things coming from the Angels coaching staff. Uh, of course, they didn't met, they didn't bother to do anything with the pitching staff. Uh, we're sticking with uh, with our guy, whose name I can't even remember. Fucking, I want to say it's Matt something. Matt Weiss. Yeah, Matt Weiss. Dude, I don't like Matt Weiss. No? I don't like him. He shouldn't be there. He was an interim coach, and then they made him the full-time coach. And, I mean, you know, we finished the season. Did we finish below 500? We had Which, to finish below 500. This Or 2021, did we finish below 500? Yes. We had to have, right? I think we did. Not by much. I'm going to check. No. The Mariners were ahead of us by four games. Three games. I might have deleted the ML. No, I. I this is how much we try to forget about. Yeah, I mean, dude, it's it lives with me every day. I mean, now you've gotten me into hockey that I'm fucking thinking about where the Ducks are at, and it makes me so sad. Let's see, Los Angeles Angels 2021. I hate typing in Los Angeles for the Angels because obviously they're just right across the street from the Ducks, and if you know where the Ducks are, it's Anaheim. So it's freaking brutal. To be compared to L.A. when you're not even near L.A., you're actually 30 miles, 35 miles away from L.A. But the county, man. That's my least favorite argument about even it. Even the county, dude. Like, we're not even in the county. We're talking about Angel Stadium. All right, here we go. Angel Stadium is in Orange County. No, I'm saying, yeah, if you're talking about the stadium, oh, yeah. it's far from, yeah, it's far from the county line. Okay, here we go, here we go. We were 77-85. Yeah, so is it not by much? What were the Mariners? Like, probably 80 and 80. Yeah, 80, I mean, I don't even yeah. care to look, dude. Fuck them. Like eighty and eighty-two. Or I'll tell you right now because it just came up. They were ninety and seventy-two. Wait, they were? Yeah, not bad. Good for them. Really? They were five games behind first place. The A's were eighty-six and seventy-six. I thought we came. The closer. A's lost their postseason chances to the Mariners. That I do remember. Weird. And Astros stayed ninety five and sixty seven. I mean, that's expected. But we I knew things not, were flipping. I did but. not know the Mariners were ninety and seventy two. Good for them. They're going to be tough to uh, compete against. Angels, Mariners, twenty two, baby. It's, it's going to be, be the fun. race. Let's go. And uh, with that, I think, I think that's it for now. Uh, Ty Buttry uh, is coming back to the major. Yeah, league, so last that, piece of news. It's kind of old news, but uh, welcome back. You know, good for him. I've uh, spoken to Ty in some uh, Twitter spaces. Uh, great guy, dude. I mean. He's got his NFT thing going with his wife. Um, I believe it's called Drip Social. Go check that out. But hoping to see Ty back on the mound, hoping he's throwing 95-plus when he's out there. That's another righty in the bullpen, but we still need lefties. So hopefully the Angels get on that, especially when the lockout ends. But happy to see Ty back in baseball. Hopefully the Angels definitely re-sign him. And, uh, yeah, other than that, I, I don't think there's anything else. you have any final thoughts, Jacob? Not really. Hopefully we get some bigger news as far as the, the lockout by the next episode. We will be back more regularly. I know we've been out for a while, guys. We will be back more regularly with, with baseball news uh, in one way or another. But either way, yeah, let's hope there's just a big drop at the end of this week. I'm thinking maybe Friday this week we get something. 
They'll take a day off. Hopefully we get something, and if not, we could definitely talk about Angel's uh, history. Uh, definitely have to do that Jersey episode that yeah, was uh, that's obliterated me. from my laptop. I'm looking forward to two mostly. The the Jersey one again, because I did change something, Oh, which is interesting, because I, I did a little more research. And the stadiums. We need to do the, the stadium rankings. We because can even combine those. We can do the same one episode, possible. sure. Yeah, if there's yeah. no if there's no news, why not? Um, this was a little bit of a packed episode because of the the layoff we had, but yeah, thank you guys for listening. Uh, welcome back to Mike Up, the Halo, and hopefully welcome back to baseball soon. We'll see. We love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, go follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Mike Up the Halo. Go give us a five star rating on Spotify Bye, and guys. Apple podcast we'd appreciate you very much we love you like that baby up like that baby up big fly absolutely freaking loopy gooby